Blog Talk Radio. Coming to you on the Goals Coach Daily Show. If you listen to the program for the first time, this is a show that comes to you every day with some motivation, inspiration, and insights to help you to reach your goals and to produce the desired results that you want in your life. I'm Andrew Morgan, a goals coach, and I work with people to help them to do just that. I help them to kind of sort through all the challenges that they may be facing as it relates to reaching a goal. I help them to look at the routines that are driving their life. I help them to look at their habits of thought and to make changes at the level of thought so that those changes can show up in their life and in their business, and in the end that they can get to that thing in that place that they want to get to. The show is brought to you by AboutGoals.com. That's AboutGoals.com. Go check out the website. There's some things there to help you along your journey and hopefully things that can help you to reach the goals that you've set for yourself both professionally and personally. Well, today's show is actually a do better. And you'll know a little bit more of what I'm talking about when we get into the program. But yesterday's show, uh, we ran into some technical difficulties, and I wanted to kind of clean it up and to get the information out there uh, for those who might find it helpful. So we're redoing it today. And, and what we're talking about today is the reinvention of you. I want you to imagine, if you could, that you could turn back the hands of time and relive the last five years of your life. Just turn the clock back five years ago, all right? What would you change? What would you change, or, or would you change anything? You know, what would you do differently if you could go back in time five years? It's a good thought, isn't it? But, you know, you and I both know that you can't change the past. You know, there may be some things that you'd like to, to change or a few opportunities that you'd like to act on, a few decisions that you, that you would like to reverse, but we both know that you can't change the past. Life simply does not offer do-overs, but life offers an abundance of opportunities to do better. And it's in those do-better opportunities that a person can reinvent themselves. And that's what today's show is. It's it's not a, a do-over. It's a, a do-better. All right. Now you may be thinking, you know, why would I want to? You know, why would I want to to change uh, who I am? Why would I want to? You know, why would I want to reinvent myself? I like myself as I am. Well, you know, there is a a difference in in reinventing yourself and and self-loathing. You know. Reinventing yourself is not about not liking yourself. You don't do it because you don't like yourself. Reinventing yourself is is basically making significant positive changes in multiple areas of your life. And in doing that, you create the appearance of being a completely new person. So it's really not about denying who you are. It's really and truly about becoming, becoming who you are. 
All right, so that's our topic today, reinventing yourself. I want you to think before we jump into this thing, I want you to kind of look at where you are right now as it relates to the primary areas of living. You know, your health and, and physical well-being, uh, look, at your, look at yourself from a social standpoint, uh, look at your, your finances, your career, your business, uh, the relationships that you have, look at uh, your, you know, how much satisfaction, how much overall joy you're getting from life, and just think about that as we go through the program. I want to explain a little bit about, you know, what, I ta- what I'm talking about when I talk about truly uh, reinventing yourself. Um, the yesterday on or the day before yesterday on the program, we we talked about the uh, adversity advantage, and there's a book that's written by Dr. Paul Stoltz and by Eric Weinmeier. And Eric is a actually a blind athlete. He's he's the only person in history to uh, have climbed the seven peaks um, in the world, and and to do it as a blind person. And his story is amazing. If you didn't get a chance to check out the his story, then I would certainly suggest that you uh, take a minute to to go to the archives and to take a look at that. Because um, you know, if you're going through some stuff, if you're facing some adversity, there's a lot of inspiration that you'll get from there. And, and more importantly, there's some very solid tips that they provide as it relates to going as it relates to adversity and overcoming adversity. So you definitely uh, want to check that out. So you know that's that's Eric's uh, that's that's their story. Paul is actually the CEO of a company called Peak Performance. It's a, a consulting firm, and he in in his book uh, in, in the book The Adversity Advantage, you know, he talked about a an administrative assistant that he had. Her name was uh, Sherry, and Sherry you know had a a unfulfilled vision. All right. Now, an unfulfilled vision, if, if anybody here can relate to what I'm talking about, an unfulfilled vision is basically, you know, being in that place where you can see more, where you can you you know that you can do more, you know that there are more opportunities uh that you should be taking advantage of in your life and and you know that that you're just not living up to your potential. That's having an unfulfilled vision. Well, Sherry's unfulfilled vision was to uh, she was an administrative assistant and she wanted to become a grant writer for the consulting firm you know for peak learning uh paul's paul's um consulting firm so you know this is a, a good dream it's something that that she felt w- was within her reach but at the same time there were two things that were holding her back you know one was was her typing speed which is necessary in order to to uh, to write grants because writing grants and and uh, seeking grants is a process of writing some pretty lengthy documents under some pretty tight deadlines. And her typing speed wasn't where it should be. She could, uh, you know, she basically used uh, one or two, a little more than hunting and pecking, but but she didn't type. Her typing speed really wasn't that fast, so that would hold her back. The other thing that was holding her back was her voice. You know, she had a very, 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 very high voice. And it was just a high, squeaky voice. And whenever she would talk, she would just hit that high, those high notes, and that was just the way that she naturally talked. And she felt as though that's going to prevent people who have to listen to her do grand presentations from really 
really paying attention and really uh, and, and wanting to approve the grant. So you know, she had uh, you, that. That's my that's my uh, my high voice impersonate, impersonation. So uh, it doesn't get any higher than that. And, and I strained. I think I may have strained a few things even getting it that high. But that was her challenge. Um, think about your situation. Are there some things that you want to get to in your life? And tell me if you can relate to this. There's some things that you want to get to in your life, but there's some uh, there are things that are holding you up, holding you back, that seem to hold you back. You know, some of them are things that you can learn, and you just think about the time that it's going to take you to learn that skill. Others are things that you've had all your life, things that you've lived with all your life. Um, things, you know, in Cherry's case, it was her voice. Uh, but just there, just think about that. Are there something? Is, is there something that's holding you back from? from really pursuing your goal and and really fulfilling the vision that you have for your life. Now, in Sherry's case, she did what what most people don't do. And I just, you know, I'll tell you frankly, what she did was she decided that she wasn't going to to let that hold her back. She decided that she wasn't just going to settle for the fact that she couldn't do what she envisioned doing. So she began to reinvent herself in those those two areas. She took a typing course during her lunch break, and she improved her typing, which seems like it might have been an easy thing, but it really wasn't all that easy because, you know, this is a person who was working for the company, um, working for a company and then a typing course with beginners uh, on her lunch break in that work environment. And, you know, it was just kind of, it was a little, she, she described it as being an embarrassing to be there, uh, you know, and going, subjecting herself to learning how to type, really type for the first time. And and then, uh, but but she did it. She persevered on that. The other thing that she did, though, and this is what I really want us to key in on, is that she took voice lessons. Now, you know, when we talk about reinventing yourself, changing the way that you sound is a pretty that's a pretty pretty big thing because, you know, when you look at reinventing yourself, there's some things that you can do that no one else is going to notice right away. You know, taking a typing course, most people are not going to notice that. You know, you, you would see Sherry on on Monday and, and she'd go through a typing course, you see her on Friday, you wouldn't know that she went through a typing course. You know, you just wouldn't. But when it comes down to things that change the way that you appear to those around you, things that change the way that you sound to those around you, things that change the way that you project yourself to those around you and that you present yourself to those around you, that's what I'm talking about when I talk about reinventing yourself. And I applaud, Sherry, for taking the for for taking those lessons to do that. You know, there there are sometimes some subtle challenges that we face when we try to reinvent or make those types of changes. For Sherry, it was actually her husband. Now, her husband's generally loving and supportive, but you know what? He liked her voice the way that it was. So he basically asked her to not change it. You know, I mean, think about think about yourself. If if you were to to all of a sudden change the way that you sounded to to the world and the way that you projected, you began to speak from your diaphragm and you began to use your full voice. If you were to do that over the course of about a month, how would the people around you perceive you? I mean, would they kind of think you're just putting on airs? Would they kind of think that you're you're you know this isn't who you are? And the only reason that they would think that it's not who you are is because it's not who they have known you to be. And that's one of the challenges with reinventing yourself is that when you go, when you embark on that process, 
sometimes the challenges that you find and sometimes the uh, the obstacles that you might face are very close to you because you are becoming a different person. Now, I'm spending a little more time on this uh, in this recording than we spent on yesterday's recording of, of this program on this particular topic because I think it's important to understand that in order to reinvent yourself, you're going to have to let go of some of those things that you're holding on to tightly because some of those things are, are the things that are holding you back. Now, I'm not talking about people specifically in this instance. I'm just talking about other just things, things in that in the process of, of becoming a new you. It might be that in order to become a new you, you may have to let go of, of a favorite uh, suit that you had or a favorite pair of jeans that you've had or, or just anything that's not representing who you're trying to become. So just understand that as we go forward and as we talk about this is that, you know, the process of reinventing yourself actually means that, guess what, you will emerge as a different person. You know, sometimes small changes are all you need. And I work with people who, who are, are facing both small changes and people who are facing big changes. And, you know, small changes are all you need sometimes. And if that's the case, great. Radio program probably just helps to kind of jog your memory and or, or it gives you something to kind of gnaw on and something to a new way of looking at things. And that's great. That's what the program's for. As a coach, though, what I help you to do, if you're really involved in the process of reinventing yourself or just making big changes or just making changes and you need help with it, you know, one of the things that we do is we kind of identify the uh, scope of what you're trying to do. And one of the things that, that I find to be the case often is that if you have a number of small changes that you're trying to make in a number of different areas of your life, you really are trying to reinvent yourself. You might not realize it, but if, you, if you're if you looking at, okay, I, wanna, I want to get in shape and get my body healthy, and I want to start eating right, and I want to, you know, I want to, uh, I want to prepare myself for a better job, I want to, I want to earn more money, I want better relationships um, with friends and family, I want to travel more, I want to explore a new hobby, a new interest. Once you begin to stack up that list of, of changes that you want to make, you quite frankly find that you're in a place where you're actually making a where you're actually needing to change your lifestyle and when you have that lifestyle change take place we're talking about reinventing yourself so that's a little bit of, of I just want to want to make sure that we're all clear on, on what I'm talking about when I say the reinvention of you it's basically making changes in multiple areas of your life and and if that's where you are if that's where you are right now, that there are a number of changes that you want to make, then I want to give you three keys, three things to help you to make those changes as as uh, as time goes forward. The first key, and, and this advice that I'm about to give is, is almost counterintuitive or counter to what, what um, myself and, and many in, in my profession, many of the people who do what I do, uh, what we teach. And and that is that you know typically we say it's an inside out job and I and I stand by that but what we're talking about with reinventing yourself is to kind of create a, a touchstone so to speak or to create a visual image of the new you and to really kind of declare that there is a new you that's about to emerge and so with that the first key the first suggestion that I give you is to start on the outside. Not on the inside, but on the outside. Now, understand something. I'm not telling you that we won't get to the inside and that the inside is, you know, that that's, that work's not going to come pretty quick. 
um, quickly behind working on the outside. But but this is what I'm saying. And again, this is something that you may not often hear. Sometimes when we are looking at making changes, we need to see something in ourselves to to almost remind us of the fact that there is a new person that's coming up. And when I say change on the on the make the change on the outside first, what I'm telling you is, you know, is there something that you can change about the way you look that will change the way you feel about yourself? You know, is there something about you that needs to be updated, so to speak? Is there something about you that needs to be um, something about your appearance that you can you can work on right away? You know, everyone knows that you know a new suit of clothes or or new clothing, new dress, new outfit, you know, makes you feel good. And or you know, getting your hair done or a new a new hairstyle or or you know, just something that changes your 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 physical appearance those things make you feel good on the outside and 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 so that's where i'm suggesting that you start now again we're going to work on the inside right you know right after that but but just look for that look for the low hanging fruit you know, is it time to just update who you are? Is it time to refresh who you are? Is it time um, for a new look and, and with that new look, a new attitude to follow? That's the low-hanging fruit. So the first key is to look for that low-hanging fruit and look for those things that you can change pretty much right away, those things that are more event-driven, things that, you know, when you do it, it's done. So if you're if you're ready for – if you're ready to reinvent yourself – Find that new style. Reach out. Find someone who can advise you on on um, on what you can do differently with your with the way that you look uh, on the outside. So that again, it sends that signal to you. You feel refreshed. You feel renewed. You feel rejuvenated, and you're ready to then begin to work on some of those other things that are necessary to truly reinventing yourself. The second key that I have for you is to. And this is one that you know. This, this, as I, as I always say, this is something that's probably going to hurt a few folks' feelings and and probably ruffle a few feathers. But the second key to reinventing yourself is to change who you associate with. All right. Now I'm not telling you to dump all your friends, but I'm telling you that you very often will need new friends. You know, the late great Jim Rohn shared that you can guess a person's income by the income of their closest friends. Did you know that? That by and large, most of, of, of who we are is, is reflected in the people that we associate with. And the same thing applies with, the, with attitude. You know, you can, you, can, uh, you can tell the attitude of a person by the attitude of their, their closest friends, their, care, their courage and their boldness, their overall happiness and satisfaction with life, the passion that they have for life. You can tell those things based on the people who are around you. And and you'll find that typically it's a reflection of who you are to some extent. You know, it's the old saying that birds of a feather do what? They flock together. They flock together. And and a good way to illustrate that is is uh, and to illustrate it as it relates to kind of really breaking out of of those old patterns and becoming that new person that you are. It, it's the story of of the farmer who found a, an eagle egg. 
uh, an eagle's egg while working on his farm one day. And at first the farmer didn't know what to do with the egg. So he, he finally decided that he was just going to put it in the hen house under one of the hens that had a lot of eggs under her and just let her hatch it. And eventually the egg hatched. And when the he- egg came out, the hen looked at the egg and, and you know just thought that it was a strange-looking chicken. She didn't think anything else of it. She thought it was a strange chicken with, chicken with a strange voice, you know, just an odd chicken. And so she raised that, that eagle as if it were one of her little chickens. And not knowing any better, the baby eagle uh, adopted a barnyard lifestyle. You know, this is the environment that he was in. This is the environment that he was raised in. So in his mind, he was a chicken, and he lived like a chicken. He had chicken dreams, and he had chicken aspirations. He wanted to one day get big enough and brave enough to to get on the top of the fence and crow like the rooster did, because that's a barnyard that he had the barnyard mentality. Well, one day when the, the eagle, the little eagle was in the barnyard, there was a huge shadow that passed over him, and it was an adult eagle soaring really, really high. Now, when the adult eagle looked down and saw the little eagle, he swooped in because he recognized that it was one of his own kind. And as he landed on the ground with a loud screech, all of the other animals just scattered. I mean, they freaked out because, you know, the animals knew what this what what was about to happen. You know, they know that eagles don't just stop by to say, hey, how you doing? They know that eagles stop by for three things, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And you don't even have to fix them anything. All you have to do is be the slowest thing running, and it will take care of itself. Well, the young eagle didn't run. He just stood there, and he was looking in amazement. The adult eagle looked at him and said, what are you doing down here? Well, the little eagle said, I, I, what do you mean? I mean, I live here with, with all the other chickens. And then the little eagle looked at the, the adult eagle and said, man, what kind of a chicken are you? Well, the adult eagle spread his wings and puffed up his chest and said, chicken? Chicken? I'm not a chicken. I'm an eagle. Man, I'm the baddest thing flying, okay? And let me tell you something else. You're not a chicken either. You are also an eagle. He said, eagles are not made for barnyard living. The sky is our domain. He said, come on, let's get out of here, silly little bird. <laughs> come on, chicken. Come on, you're not a chicken. You're an eagle. Point of, of The point of the, the, this story is that sometimes we, we, we become a product of our environment unknowingly. And there are times when you as an individual have been given a vision. You've been given something to do that's bigger than, or let's just say different than the people who are around you. And if they can't see that for you, if they can't see it for themselves, they're not going to be able to see it for you. On on, uh, the uh, program we did a couple of days ago, there was a comment left by a listener who shared that one of the most difficult obstacles to overcome, in his opinion, is family who won't support them on the journey. He said that you can't erase your family. And my advice to him was to... You, know, you don't have to erase your family. You just have to understand that you're in that situation, you're asking for something from them that they can't give. You're asking them to support you in a vision that they can't see. And you it's just they, they can't do it. So don't put that on them. Love them as they are. Love them for who they are. But understand that it's up to you now to go out there and to connect with other eagles. It's up to you to go out there and to connect with other people who are soaring at the height at which you wish to 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 soar. So you know if you're in that situation, and this comes up from, this comes up often. Trust me, uh, it's it's not uncommon that when I'm talking to someone, you know they're just not getting the support, or they don't feel as though their family's supporting what they want to 
do or the dreams that they have. And and you know, and instead of saying, you know, cut your family off or instead of saying, you know, here's some things you can do to get them to support you, it it really comes down to just understanding that, you know, they may that that you just need a different support uh a support team behind you. Uh and as a coach it's one of the things I do is I support you but but more importantly it's 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 necessary that you connect with people who are a part of the community that you're becoming a part of or the place that you're growing. In other words, if you're if you are a musician and you're you're growing up in a family of accountants, then you need to be around people who um have the same passion for music that you do. On the other hand, if you are if you are a very logical thinker and you happen to be in a family of very creative people, then again, it's necessary for you to connect with other people who think like you do. And the reason for that is because, again, those who are closest to you can't see for you what they can't see for themselves. Don't fault them. Don't hold it against them. Just understand that that's that's just a fact of life. And don't place demands on them that they can't satisfy. Um, you know, don't expect them to support you fully. Go out there, do your thing, find that group of individuals, make those connections and grow in your area, and allow that time with them to just be a time of love and appreciation for them as the people that they are. I think disappointments um, expressed as anger and, and frustration and and so many other things in relationships is one of the biggest causes of, of relationships breaking down. And that disappointment is simply that I wanted something from you that you didn't give or I felt as though you should give me this you know you should support me as my this or my that you should support me and and those expectations um when people are not able to meet those are the things that causes a lot of of negative feelings and a lot of and it creates a lot of tension in the relationship so just love them as they are love them for who they are and 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 connect with people who are moving in the direction that you're moving in and and then eventually they'll come around it almost always happens that way that eventually they do come around so that's the second tip you know change the people that you that you associate with the third tip is is to to go out to go inside to make it stick okay number 1 take an outside in approach look for those things that you can do that's going to make you feel better it's going to um that's going to change the way that you you look and the attitude that you have about yourself build your self confidence and your self esteem you'll get that boost you will get a boost from those things, but it's important to then go inside in order to make it stick. And when I talk about going inside, I'm talking about working on those core beliefs. You know, what do you really believe about yourself, your situation, and, and the goals that you have for yourself? You know, do you feel as though it's something that's attainable? You've got to work on that core belief if that's not a core belief that you have. And, and that's just the thought that it's possible. You know, that the thing that you're working on is possible, all right? And and when you have that as a core belief, you then can move to the belief that you can do it. So if you have a big goal, you know, the first thing you have to realize is that it is possible that someone like you can do it. And when I say someone like you, what I'm saying is you have to understand that it's possible for someone in a situation similar to yours to to make the changes and to reach that goal. It's possible for someone your age, um, you, with your educational background, with your uh, your overall lifestyle, who came from the place that you came from. You have to believe that it's possible that it can be done by someone like you. Otherwise, you won't even go any further in terms of trying to make that thing real. 
The the second thing, as I said, is then to look at the fact that you can do it. Once you believe that it's possible, then you believe that it's possible that you can do it. You have to have that as a core belief. If you don't believe that you can do it at the core, then the, it, it ends right there. You don't you don't go any further. And you know the these seem like very simple uh, common sense. Uh, core beliefs, but let me tell you what very what happens very often. Often we start out with these core beliefs, and then we run into adversity or obstacles, and our core belief changes. And we go from you know st- from thinking that I can that it's possible to thinking that it can't be done by a person like me. And when you get to that point where you believe that that goal cannot be accomplished or attained by a person like you, there's a feeling of hopelessness and helplessness that will cause you to walk away from it. And a lot of people, when they're working on lifelong goals and lifelong dreams, they find themselves in that situation where they just don't feel as though it's possible. Um, And that's come from the fact that they don't feel as though they can do it. So um, it's possible. You can do it. And and the the third core belief is that that you deserve that you deserve what it is you that you're seeking. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to be wealthy. You deserve to be. Um, you, you deserve to have adventure in your life. You know this idea of thinking that it's all about waking up in the morning, going to work, just getting through the day, surviving an evening drive, coming home, going through an evening routine that's not really producing anything positive in your life, going to bed, waking up in the morning, and starting the whole thing over again. You deserve more than that. And and in, and working on that core belief that you deserve it will actually help you to begin to take to open your eyes to what you need to do in order to to create it. Core beliefs, they they ultimately drive our behavior, and it's what you believe about yourself, you know, what's possible, what you can do, what you deserve, Um, you know, the the likability factor. How much do you like yourself? And that's a matter of affirming. I like myself as I am, knowing that every day I'm getting better, every day I'm improving. So I did a show on core beliefs. You can go through the archives and find it, but that's the inside work. So those are your three steps. Those are your your three keys. One, start on the outside. Do something that's going to make you feel like you're about to become a new person. Two, check the associations that you have. And don't worry about dumping old friends. Just focus more on connecting with new friends. Focus more on connecting with new friends. Where are they at? Where can you go? Where can you meet them? How can you connect with them? And then the third thing is to work on the inside, to do that, to work on the core beliefs. Uh, you know, this is just an overview. This is just some, These are some quick steps. If you'd like to find out more about how to do this or if you have questions about it, send me an email to amorgan at aboutgoals.com. This has been Andrew Morgan, the Goals Coach, telling you, as always, to get up, get out, and to get going. I want you to know that the world is a better place because you're in Make sure that what you do today and every day is an affirmation of that truth. Until the next time, have yourself a wonderful day. Bye-bye.